This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.35 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Philip C. and Chong Jen Sun. Now, in half an hour, we have The Breakfast Grill. And this edition is for all you boba tea lovers out there. That's right, because Wong Shaoning is going to be grilling Brian Lu, the CEO and founder of Lube Holdings. Now, you've got a fun fact, right, Charles? I do. Do you know what Lube stands for? No idea. Well, I will tell you. It stands for Look Out of Box Approach. Well, look out, look out of box. That's what it stands for. I see, for. I see. Okay, so basically it's about thinking about innovative solutions and such. I thought it was because his name is Brian Lu, so it's Lu B, but uh, no, there's actually a proper acronym behind it. Okay, so it's more thought through than that. Well, you know, founded more than a decade ago, and if you remember the big tussle he had last time with his previous tea life, I believe, Lu Holdings has expanded from being the owner of Southeast, Southeast Asia's largest bubble tea brand by Stores Tea Life, and it's now grown to other brands like Basque Bear and Wonder Brew. And I I can attest to the Korean chicken cheese toast. With plans to list by 2024, its founder and CEO Brian Luke comes to the breakfast grill to talk about how the FNB business has been and if the company is on track to go public next year. Stay tuned to that conversation after the 8 a.m. news bulletin. We're turning our attention now, though, to what's happening over in India. The Narendra Modi government laid out a slew of measures in the federal budget table this week to bolster job creation and attract investment in a bid to tackle issues of high employment and inflation ahead of elections due in the next 15 months. Overall, the government will spend 45 trillion rupees or around 55 billion US dollars to boost economic growth, which sees a 33% increase in capital spending, while also narrowing the fiscal deficit by 0.5% from the previous year to 5.9%. The government is also projecting a 10.5% growth in nominal GDP, with real GDP expected to come in between 6 to 6.8%. However, overshadowing the budget tabling is the ongoing market route of Adani Group, India's largest conglomerate. Now, following allegations by US short seller Hindenburg that Adani is pulling the largest corporate con in history. Now, billionaire founder Gautam Adani is known to have close ties with Modi. The government has so far not commented on the matter. Although opposition MPs say they were, or they did actually bring this debate up in parliament. Or they tried to at least. Or they tried to at least. How might all this play out for India's economy though in the months to come? So for analysis on the implications of the Indian federal budget, we speak to Vishnu Varathan, Head of Economics and Strategy at Mizuho. Vishnu, good morning. Thanks as always for joining us. Now let's start off with um, the GDP projections. How realistic is the government's target of 10.5% nominal GDP growth for the next financial year. What is this figure predicated on? Good morning. Yeah, I think the, I mean, to start off with, uh, that's the good news in the the budget for for India. One of the good news is that uh, many of the projections are uh, realistic and, and, you know, GDP is is perhaps uh, uh, very believable. Uh, We we do expect that, uh, you know, growth, even if, if growth were to slip, uh, and, I'm, and I'm speaking of real growth. Even mm-hmm. if we were to sleep slightly below six percent, uh, you would have uh, the inflationary component there lifting nominal GDP to about the ballpark of, of what the government is speaking about. Uh, and and this is um, a- a- acknowledging a-, a fairly sharp reduction in nominal GDP growth. It was close to fifteen and a half, it's fifteen point four percent for the preceding year. Uh, so in you know inherently, the government has accepted. Uh, that uh, a larger GDP base won't be available for them to refu- uh, 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 you know, uh, reduce their deficit. Uh, but there are, I think, 
at the end of the day, acknowledging two key factors. Uh, one is uh, that you know the 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 aftermath of of a price increments and 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 you know cost of living uh, dents to the economy will bring down growth somewhat, even though you know there's some domestic resilience. Uh, but quite importantly, the gathering headwinds. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the global economy, uh, may also weigh weigh on India uh, against a, a backdrop of you know higher global interest rates. And Vishnu, the government managed to cut the headline fiscal deficit target to five point nine percent from six point four percent this year without crimping public investments. How will they achieve this? Yeah, I mean that's that's actually. I mean, before how we get get into how they are going to do it, uh, it is uh, you know perhaps like a sweet spot. Uh, they reduced it by about 0.3 percentage points before that, and so now they are saying that you know they they are committed to reducing this all the way to five and a, four and a half percent uh, in in a few years, and and this is uh, the route to get there. Uh, and 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 you raise a really good point, Jensen, which is uh, how we're going to get there. 0.5 percentage points of GDP is is not insignificant, um, and and they have alluded to lower nominal GDP growth uh, compared to last year, which means revenues shouldn't be growing faster. Uh, and a lot of this is is going to be achieved with with a reduction in in subsidies uh, and also some components of non tax revenue being bumped up. So they are hoping that these two components uh, in concert uh, will help them, uh, you know, uh, uh, create that kind of funds that they uh, they require to carry on with their infrastructure and capital spending that you referred to earlier in your opening. But Vishnu, I want you to come back to the assumptions, right? How vulnerable are these assumptions to global macroeconomic developments, right? We talk about whether we're getting into a recession or soft landing or even, you know, we continue growing. How vulnerable are the assumptions or linked to global macroeconomic indicators? I, my, my sense is that, um, you know, the, the budget has taken a, a lot of uh, good steps in the right direction, uh, mostly grounded. Uh, but the assumptions remain, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think significantly vulnerable to the outcomes of the global economy. I'll be the first to say that in, on a relative basis, uh, India has got a fairly high uh, domestic buffer. That's to say they're less exports reliant than many other Asian economies. But at the same time, they also remain pretty vulnerable to fluctuations in capital flows, uh, as well as the uh, impositions of much higher interest rates and, and higher uh, costs. Uh, and, and that really means that, uh, you know, this, uh, this outcome is a, a best case scenario. Mm. Uh, and there's a much higher risk that there could be slippage uh, in, in these targets. And, and that's only part of the problem. Um, I'd like to look at some of the winners or who are the winners of this budget. The government is increasing its capital spending by 33%, amounting to about 120 billion US dollars. Who are the main beneficiaries of this boost in public spending? I think one of the things that the the government has done is I think they've been very cognizant uh, of the so-called middle class squeeze uh, from uh, the much higher costs. And and so they want to make sure that they don't unnecessarily uh, erode uh, consumption uh, momentum and, and and I think the relief given via taxes and other measures uh, has been very supportive uh, for consumers and particularly the middle class that, that tends to get squeezed out pretty rapidly. So that's one uh, part of the economy. The other part are uh, the MSMEs, the, the micro and, and, and the small medium-sized enterprises because they've been given uh, further liquidity uh, credit backstops uh, to ensure that they are able to keep the, the jobs. And of course, uh, you know, you also have inducements uh, for, for investments, so on and so forth. 
by and large, this is for, for sector-wise, this is going to turn out to be uh, quite good for uh, you know the, the construction companies. Uh, it may also uh, you know give uh, a bit more of a lift to certain parts uh, of uh, you know the, the retail industry, so on and so forth. Uh, however, some parts where they needed to pull back uh, on, uh, on 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 te- uh, uh, te- tax relief, so on and so forth, means that uh, you know pe- people like the uh, uh, insurance uh, sector got a bit of a hit because they they now uh, get less benefits from the tax reduction uh, or tax offsets given to the population. And Vishnu, the budget was tabled amid the fallout over allegations by US short seller Hindenburg Research against Adani Group, which has seen a preceptious tumble in its stock. Do you think the budget managed to assuage investors' concern sparked by Adani's troubles? I, I would think that there are, you know, really two th- two points that the budget put across. One was, you know, ahead of elections, the budget has uh, sidestepped the temptation. Uh, to be populist and in, instead focus on, on uh, you know, a much medium and longer term growth. That, I think, would give investors confidence uh, that India is focusing on, on all the right things uh, to, to make sure that the potential growth of the economy continues to be attractive. So for that reason, and, and a point that you made earlier, Richard, to say uh, India would still have one of the, or, or rather a point made by many, which is India, would, despite moderating growth, it would still have one of the higher growth rates in Asia. So these factors means that in the medium term, investors uh, will probably not be deterred uh, from entering India. But uh, to uh, to be more realistic in the near term, if there's a huge sell-off going off uh, in, in the Indian equity market, so on and so forth, people allocating portfolio funds uh, may take a cautious view of things in case there is some short-term contagion effect. And, you know, broadly, just to build on the Adani theme again. Is there a challenge here about how private and public sector collaborate together going forward? Because there's so many debates about Adani's close links to the Modi government. Does this kind of shed a light on the broader public-private participation uh, in India specifically? I think it does raise uh, you know, one or two things, which is uh, we perhaps should identify uh, the problems more uh, precisely so that the solutions are not misplaced. And in this case, uh, and, and as we have seen from, from India's capital spending, what India is really trying to do is they're trying to engage the private sector to, to participate in the in the PPP type of projects. But in the very near term, they know that confidence is low, so they need to uh, fill those gaps. Uh, and, and so moving away from the PPP model is not quite the solution, whereas transparency in those processes may be of utmost importance uh, going forward. And, and, and that also includes uh, transparency, not just in bidding processes, but also, I think, in terms of, of, of the reportings uh, and, and the, the regulatory oversight. Uh, I, I think these things probably would, would come into the limelight, uh, whether justifiably or otherwise, uh, purely because of the, of, of the heft of the, the uh, Adani uh, crisis that's unfolding. Vishnu, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Vishnu Vartan, Head of Economics and Strategy at Mizuho Bank, giving us the rundown on the Indian federal budget, as well as implications of the current market sell-off um, of Adani Group that's kind of rocking headlines at the moment. Yeah, but I think just focusing on the budget credit, I think to the Indian government for trying to maintain some fiscal discipline as they try and cut the deficit, taking note that this is the last election before 
general elections. The last budget before general elections. Budget, sorry, the last budget before general elections. And, you know, we always expect these last these budgets to be a bit populist in nature. It didn't seem to reflect that tone. That's right. It is a long runway, though. It is 15 months away, in, in a yeah. sense. So, um, But he, as Vishnu said, uh, the government did seem to strike the right notes in this budget. Yeah, I think what was alarming for Adani also is his debt levels, which has more than doubled uh, over the last four years to about $30 billion. And the Adani saga really reminds me of a recently failed Malaysian corporate, which was once a darling of both local and foreign fund managers. I mean, the signs were there. Margins were inflated. High debt levels, multiple share placements, paying dividends not from retained earnings and cash flow, but from private placements as well. Pray tell, which is the comparable I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the different names that Pray could tell, fit who is this, this description. Company, Jensen? <laughs> Maybe I'll just give you some initials. Sure. <laughs> starts with an S. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's that one. Got that it, one. got it. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I feel like the Adani Group story is such an interesting one and I'm really curious to see how it plays off, where it plays out, whether Adani Group can recapture confidence because it really is losing investor confidence right now. I think um, he used to be, Gautam Adani used to be the third uh, richest. I think he's now dropped to the 11th richest person in the world. And will this taint India Inc.? All things that we need to keep an eye on. 7.47 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. Up next, we'll turn to our own uh, economy. Is the government striking the right note in tackling inflation here? Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.